guys, it's Melissa. Since we're an independent podcast, your support means the absolute world, whether that's on social media, in a podcast review, or a word of mouth recommendation. If you've been enjoying this podcast and would like to take it a step further, I now have a support feature where you can contribute a one-time donation at whichever price you'd like. Click the link in the episode description to learn more. Thanks, guys. Now enjoy the show. Hi guys, you're listening to the Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa. Because we aren't friends with any rich or famous people, your support really matters. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us nice reviews, and follow us on Instagram at Mimosa Sisterhood. Your support really, really helps. Thanks, enjoy the show. The Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa. Hey guys, thanks for coming back to episode three, part two. You're a real fucking trooper. Enjoy! Are you fucking ready for my St. Patrick's Day appropriate woman of the week? I'm ready! All right, cool. So we're going to talk about Grace O'Malley, the Pirate Queen of Ireland. Um, And because she was born about 500 years ago, a lot of this is going to be speculation. A lot of this is going to be myth and legend. And that's going to work out really well for me because I'm also an Irish person and I just kind of make shit up. (laughs) So Grace O'Malley was born probably in 1530 in Connaught, Ireland, which is the northwest side of Ireland. Um, And... At the time of her birth, Henry VIII is still a king of England, which also technically makes him the Lord of Ireland on paper. But because he's just dick slinging out there and decapitating his wives whenever he feels like it, he doesn't actually give a shit what the Irish are up to. And so even though it's technically under English rule, the Irish princes and lords have a shit ton of autonomy and are basically just running amok and killing each other, which is, by the way, another thing I want to mention Not like I didn't already know this, but researching Grace O'Malley just reminds me how savage my people are. Basically, all we do is run around, murder people, fuck people we're not married to, and get drunk. (laughs) And five centuries later, let me tell you, nothing has changed. So... So she's born to Owen O'Malley, who is the chieftain of the O'Malley clan, um, and they rose to power in the 1300s. So by the time she's born in the 1500s, they've been kicking it for like two centuries. She's born into privilege and as close to Irish nobility as you can get. Irish nobility is kind of a joke because we're all just drunk living in stone castles. Um, But she's born into this family who was, quote, nobility, but they're also known for, quote, taxing ships that are passing by their coast which means they're pirates they basically just go out up to the boat they're like hey like you can either pay us money and we'll let you live or you cannot pay us money and we'll raid your boat rape any women on the boat and just steal your shit is that cool okay jesus christ okay wait real quick question how does a boat pull over another boat so i have not studied boat This is where I'm going to Irish bullshit right now, like pulling pulling down the power of my ancestors. Um, I think what it basically meant is that they just kind of like blockaded them with like multiple shit. Like they kind of just like, 
Like, imagine, like, a cop car cutting off a car on the freeway. I think it was probably okay. similar to that. And they okay, were just like, because cool. you can see, like, they're ships. They don't go that fast. Like, you can see them on the horizon. And you can be like, oh, shit, like, here comes a ship. Get in our ship. And, like, let's run out there and fuck them up. I don't, like, I don't, again, what did I say at the outset? All of this is bullshit. But I'm assuming oh, it worked something like that. Um, okay. So... Raised by rich pirates, basically. That's the story of Grace O'Malley. And this is, so even though, because, again, she was born so long ago and record keeping was not that great, particularly in Ireland, because everybody was so drunk all the time, um, it we don't know, but it is assumed that she was actually pretty well educated, which was very uncommon for women of that time in Ireland. Um, but it, it has been documented that she spoke multiple languages, so chances are pretty high she actually got some form of formal education, which kind of set her apart from other women um, of her culture. So here's already a legend that I love. It's probably apocryphal, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So her father actually had a son, but she ends up taking over the family business. That is true. We know that for sure. Um, but legend has it that she, at a young age, wanted him to like take her out on voyages with her, uh, with him and teach her how to sail. And he wouldn't do it because she was a girl and supposedly, quote, her hair would get caught in the ropes. So according to this legend, she cut her hair off to spite her father and like embarrass him and rub it in his face that like, well, there's that problem solved. And so he ends up teaching her how to captain a ship and how to be a pirate because she was like, this is what it's going to be. That is hysterical. You know, whether or not, I don't know if that's true, but it's a great story. We're just going to go with it's true. Yeah, it's yeah, it's St. Pat- yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. It's all true. Um <laughs> so she's already got like an attitude, right? She's like a ginger with an attitude. At the age of 16 in 1546, she marries Donald O'Flaherty. Um which was a political marriage. They the O'Flaherty's were also a very powerful clan, so they were basically just like joining together their property and their power. In 1560, so about 14 years after their marriage, he is murdered by another clan because, like I said, all my people do is murder each other and fuck each other and drink. And she assumes leadership of all clan lands and ships at that time. So, like, he dies and she basically, like, ascends as the Don Corleone of Ireland. Um, And she, at this point, even before he dies, like, she's been doing the family business for a hot minute And she's got, like, literally, and this girl, this is my, like, number one fantasy, she's got, like, an army of men who fight for her. Like, she's so, she's so well known as being this, like, intelligent, strategic, military bad bitch that, like, these men are just, like, yes, absolutely, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I'm, like, that's literally the only thing I want in my life. Um, (laughs) So, so he dies. She packs up. Her shit, like, takes all his ships, takes all the money, and she goes to Clare Island, which is where she probably grew up, um, off the coast of Ireland, and that kind of makes that, like, her main pirate headquarters. And at this point, she just turns into, like, a straight-up pirate queen mob boss. Like, she's just raiding ships. Um, Anytime a ship comes by, she's, like, getting her men out there, making sure they take their cut of the pay. She's making and breaking alliances left and right, so she's, like, always fighting with England, but she's also, like, selling out her men to them, basically, to make money. Like, she's just, like, she just doesn't give a fuck. Like, she's just trying to make her money and get her D, and that's all she cares about. Um, (laughs) Which leads into one of my favorite parts of her story. 
again, like, what is legend? What is what is history? Hard to say. But this seems to be the case because I read it multiple places. In 1565, so about five years after her first husband dies, she takes a shipwrecked man as her lover. So she, like, finds this dude, like, shipwrecked and is like, let's start banging it out. Like, right now, you're really hot. Um, there is some speculation that he was Anglo-Irish nobleman Hugh DeLacy. But that has been, like, that. that's up for debate. Some historians say that's true. Some don't. But basically, she takes him on as her lover. And another clan, to spite her, murders him. And that must have been some good fucking D because she goes, the McMahon clan, the McMahon <laughs> clan is the clan that murders her lover and she fucks them up. So she attacks the McMahon castle of Duna in Blacksod Bay and she kills all of the people associated with his murder and takes over their castle, which earns her the nickname, the Dark Lady of Duna. Don't. Oh my god. You know what? It's really hard to find good D out there and you just shouldn't <laughs> fuck with it. When a lady when a lady has found it, just leave it alone and like cuz you just don't want to incur this wrath. Um so she fucks them up. And then she ends up going on to marry in 1566. So she moves on quickly. So he dies. She meets him in 1565. They bang it out. He gets murdered. She murders everybody in retribution. And then she goes on to marry Sir Richard Burke. Um, I don't think his name is Sir. I mean, he's not a knight. I just added that on. But his name is Richard Burke. Um, in 1566, she pops out a baby boy, earning her the rights to his real estate. In Irish law, it's called, a, oh, I forgot what it's called. Bro, Brohan law? <laughs> Brohan. I think it actually Brohan. might be. Brohan. Brohan. Uh, this is stuff that I learned back as a child in like my Irish education classes. But he... Wait, you did Irish education classes? No. So that's not true. I just said that to be cool and kind of sound like a Jew because I'm obsessed with Jewish people because <laughs> they do Hebrew school. And I've always been jealous about it. But I was super, super into um, Scottish and Irish history and my family like really supported that because nice. that's our, yeah that's our lineage um so you were allowed as a female like you had up into the first year of marriage to annul your marriage so she she pops out a baby boy within a year so technically she has like an heir to his fortune annuls the marriage within the year and legend has it that she literally, like, while he was out, locks the gates to his castle. He comes home and she yells out the window, I dismiss you, Richard Burke. And he, that's the end of their marriage and she keeps his castle. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, she's been married twice and both times she literally just got married to acquire land and wealth and power. And she was like, bye, get out. I'm done with you. The only person I ever love got murdered, and I've killed everybody who touched him. So you can fuck off. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on there. Pretty much as soon as her first husband dies. So I guess, like, let me back up and give you some history right now. So Henry VIII, again, he's too busy, like, slinging his dick around and decapitating all of his wives to pay attention to Ireland. But soon thereafter, like, he dies... 
a bunch of people like take his place and they die. And then, you know, if you haven't seen the movie Elizabeth, go watch it. But Queen Elizabeth the first ascends to the throne. Um, and she has a much different agenda than her piece of shit father. In 1558, when she ascends the throne, she's basically, so the English at this point are a Protestant country, or at least under Elizabethan rule they are. And she's up against her, her other sister, Mary Queen of Scots, who is a Catholic. And the Spanish have aligned with her, and they're also a Catholic country, and they're basically trying to, like, take English Protestantism down. And so Elizabeth all of a sudden is like, we need to lock in this island of Ireland and make sure they don't become Catholic, which, like, spoiler alert, they do. Um, But in the 1500s, she's like, we have to make sure that we don't lose this country to the Catholics. And so she starts trying to like put them under her thumb in a real way that her father didn't do. And so she, she like halfway through Grace's life, all of a sudden the English are super interested in what the Irish are doing. And she's not having any of it because they come into her country and they try to be like, Hey girls. So like you're a pirate and that's cute or whatever, but like you can't be doing this shit anymore because now this is like English land. So Pretty much right away, she's fighting with bitches. Um, In 1584, Richard Bingham is appointed as the English governor of Connacht, and they are constantly at war with each other. So he, she like stages multiple rebellions against him. He steals her property. He steals her cattle. He murders her firstborn son. Um... Yeah, he kidnaps another one of her kids. Like, they are constantly in battle with each other. She actually ends up going to prison. Like, he imprisons her at some point. But somehow she manages to get out on good behavior, which, like, I didn't know was a thing back then. I just thought everybody killed everybody. Um, But I think she had so much, like, pull and power that they didn't want to fuck with her. And she was just like, like, let me out and I won't kill you. Um, so So she promises to be cute and good. But then he kills her son and imprisons, like, one of, I think it's, he imprisons two of her sons. I didn't note this down. One or two of her sons and then, like, her brother in law. But he basically, like, locks up half her family. And she's like, I fucking had it with this shit. Um, and so in 1592, Grace O'Malley writes a letter, and this is true, we have documentation of this, writes a letter to Queen Elizabeth and is like, hey girl, so like, that's cute that you're trying to get Ireland together or whatever, but like, these are my ancestral lands and y'all ain't got no right to this. And your boy Bingham is really giving me a pain in the ass and I'm going to need you to call his ass off because I do have pirate ships and I will fuck you up. So she writes, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but she writes this letter to Elizabeth (laughs) and, and this is like really kind of wild in 1593. So the following year, like Elizabeth invites her to England and is like, Hey girl, like come hang out. Like let's talk about shit, which is wild because you have to remember at this point, especially under English rule, Like, obviously, Henry is just, as I said before, just murdering all his wives. Like, nobody gives a shit about women. Nobody cares. And then Elizabeth ascends the throne, and she, I don't know how much you know about Queen Elizabeth. If you haven't watched the movie, you should. She's just, she brings everybody together and burns everything to the ground and just rules that country with an iron fist, and it's amazing, and I'm going to cover her in a future episode. But so I think, like, in Grace O'Malley, she kind of found this, like, almost more wild counterpart to herself in so many ways like this is another bad bitch across the island there are no other women in europe who are ruling countries like this 
but we're both doing it and like let's hang out and have a kiki um, do we have any idea like at what age uh she is when she's like ruling shit was she like 15 so by the time i mean like i said by the time her husband dies she so she's 30 when her husband dies and by okay. then she, and by then like she becomes like the the official clan lead but she before that's even happened like i said she already had like an army of men under her so yeah, she's been okay. she's pretty much been doing it since she was a teen but on like on paper but not on paper cuz there's no paper in ireland um officially like she's fucking people up from the age of 30 onwards she's she okay. becomes like the pirate queen um, and in 1593, that puts her in her, like, 60s, wow. right? Yeah. So, and, and same with Elizabeth. So they've both been, like, doing this for a hot minute. Um, so this is where it gets really good, because this is where it's actually recorded and documented. And, uh, and this is where it's just, like, I get so proud of my Irish ancestry. So Grace goes, Grace O'Malley goes to meet with Elizabeth in her court does not bow down to Queen Elizabeth because she sees her as her equal. Like, in Grace's mind, she's the Queen of Ireland, and Elizabeth is the Queen of England, so they're just, like, queens having queen time together. (laughs) Um, And apparently, Elizabeth, in front of the court, offers to name Grace the Countess of Ireland, and Grace refuses, saying that, quote, a title cannot be conferred from one equal to another equal. So she's well, basically like, you can't, who are you to tell me what I am? Like, but, you like, can't. why Why did she think she could anyway? Well, so here's what's interesting, is that some people are like, oh, well, Grace responded that way because of Irish pride, and she basically was telling her, you can't do this. But some other people have speculated that it was a strategy, because if she accepted the title of Countess, then that meant that she was officially acknowledging that Elizabeth was her queen, which means that Elizabeth could charge her ass with treason for the things she had done and have her, like, basically have her executed under English law. So there's, like, that speculation, like, who knows why it was, but she basically was like, no, 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 I'm not one of your people, bitch. That's not what this is. But but I'm still confused as to why Queen Elizabeth thought she could dictate who is the Countess or Queen of Ireland. Because she's technically the the Lady of Ireland. At this point in history. Who Queen Elizabeth is? Yes. Yeah. Oh. On paper. I mean, and this is like, I mean, there's a multi-century history between the English and the Irish, and this is why we hate the English so much, is because they basically just showed up one day, and they were like, hey, so this is our country now, cool. Um, and, And no one really, as I was saying before, like, it wasn't a big deal until Elizabeth's throne was threatened by Catholicism. And she was like, well, I can't have, I can't have this island to the west fucking up my shit. So I have to make sure that they're Protestant. And that's when she really started taking like a big interest in Ireland. And that's when England actually came in and started throwing the smack down. Get it. Um, yeah. So, uh, so they meet. She's like, nah, bitch. I ain't show bitch. Um, and apparently Elizabeth likes her so much or she's so embarrassed by her behavior that she ends up taking her into a private meeting and they bang it out. No, I don't actually know. But I want to believe they had like lesbian <laughs> Um, so, so they basically, like, come to a supposed truce where 
Liz tells Grace that she's going to fire Bingham, that dude who's like killing her sons and kidnapping her sons and stealing all her property. And Grace tells Elizabeth, like, hey, girl, like, I'll stop fucking with rebellious stuff if you get this dude out of my hair. And this is where, like, history gets a little wonky. um, Because if you read certain accounts, it's like, and then Elizabeth granted all of her wishes. But as far as I can tell, that's kind of bullshit. Like, Elizabeth said she would in true English style. But then come to find out, Grace doesn't get her land back. Liz does, I'm calling her Liz, like we're close. Um, <laughs> quick, Q Liz, Q Liz does get ring of, does get rid of Bingham for, a, for like a second, but then pretty immediately sends him back to Ireland. And so then Grace is like, oh, this has all been bullshit. And she ends up backing Irish rebels in the nine year war between Irish, uh, between Ireland and England. Um, so, you know, and like, there's this whole like narrative people try to create of like queen versus queen and like they shook hands and they like shook their titties at each other and they had like a queen acknowledgement moment and they came to a truce, but like they really didn't. Queen Elizabeth did what the English always do, which is like basically go behind the Irish's back. I'm not bitter about it or anything, um, but basically <laughs> goes behind my people's back and just is like, fuck it. I don't care. These people are savages arguably true um and and just goes against everything she said uh but i do want to point out so i feel like you never watched game of thrones did you i did no i watched no i watched the first four seasons and then i it got too much and then i passed out and i stopped watching i i feel like the irish or what you're describing as the irish being at this time period and what grace that's her name right yes yeah they're like the wildings which I don't know if you got as far as the Wildings yeah, in Game totally. of Thrones, but they're totally the Wildings. And even you know, there was like a Grace, and she had red hair, and she was fucking killing people with bows and arrows all day long, and she was like in love with Jon Snow, but wanted to murder him constantly. I actually always thought of the Starks as being like Irish, and I always thought really? of, and I always thought of Lannister as being England. And well, like, yeah, that oh, makes sense. We're like, we're like the proper fucking city place, and you should fucking come bow down to our blonde, blue-eyed asses. And like, boo, 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 boo. Again, I'm not bitter about any of this. Um, <laughs> but this is like, this is where we're not going to edit this out, even though we should, but I'm going for it because I've had a bottle of wine. Uh, so there is like the definitive work on Grace O'Malley is a book called Ireland's Pirate Queen by Anne Chambers. So she's like the authority on Grace O'Malley and the O'Malley clan's history. So when I was either 19 or 20, a coworker of mine bought me this book. And the very first time I ever got high on ecstasy, which I can, <laughs> which I can almost guarantee you was just pure meth. I came home. <laughs> I came home. <laughs> Like, it always was. I came home every time. I came home from tripping at my friend's house, and I read that book in one fucking sitting. It was like Did you, like, cry months. hysterically? I, I can't remember a single thing about it. I just, I just devoured it. Like, my brain was just, like, I was just flipping pages and looking at words, and I was like, yes, all of this, to, like... Four in the morning. I mean, I literally powered through that book in like four hours. Okay, this is one of those moments where I'm so sad this is a podcast and people can't see you because what I was able to just witness was like groundbreaking. Please describe it for the audience. Your impersonation of you reading that book on ecstasy was like, 
so accurate and so perfect. You had like the most insane like enlarged bug eyes and you were like flipping through the pages a hundred miles an hour oh my god that was excellent that was so excellent uh that's what happened i read it all in one sitting just just chewing like 18 pieces of gum at once (laughs) (laughs) and and that and that really stuck with me forever enough that i mentioned it on this podcast so um and that was from my coworker shannon also very irish thanks girl thanks for buying me that book (laughs) did she provide the ecstasy too she did not um i'm sure she would i'm sure she would have had i asked but uh but she did not in this case um so grace likely died at rockfleet castle in county mayo in 1603 at the age of 72 ish damn she lived long so that's like 150 years old by those times 16th century ireland how did oh she do God. that? Because she fucked everybody and killed everybody she didn't want to fuck. That's why. <laughs> Which should be like, take notes, ladies, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Jesus. And don't let people kill the good D. I, that's my no. favorite, honestly. Like, that's my favorite part of her history. I hate to say it, that it's man related. But she was like, you really just killed the best lady of my life. And now I have no choice but to kill your entire family and steal your <laughs> land. Um, so, I mean, like, that's the overall history of Grace O'Malley. I will say, like, some of the things that I really, like, stood out to me. I, I put this in my notes as badass facts and legends. Um... Here's why I think she's so cool. Like, it's 16th century women. Here's the thing, though. Like, women in Ireland had a lot of power until the English came in. Matriarchy, powerful queens. Like, these were things that Ireland had had for centuries until the English came in with their little baby dicks. And were like, "Mm, baby dick wanging. And, like, ruined it for all of us. So that she, like, she kind of became this, like, throwback to what our country was. Um, and to what that culture was. She was basically reclaiming her heritage, one dick and one dead sailor at a time. God bless her. Um, God, I wish that was my life motto. (laughs) It can be. Um, so I wanted to share a couple of the legends that I super loved, even though I know they're probably not real. They're probably totally apocryphal, but they're so good. I had to share them. So one of them is that um, legend has it that she gave birth to her third child. So she had four kids. Um, Legend has it that she gave birth to her third child on the high seas during a trading expedition to the Mediterranean and supposedly was like out on the deck, like in a battle, shooting people with her pistol just a couple of hours after giving birth to her third child. Oh, my Um, God. Who knows if that's true, but I'm going to choose to believe that it is. Well, I mean, I don't think they even had the option to, like, take maternity. Like, let me just freaking, like, kick back and, like, chill in my cave while, like, my whole entire community is going to go up in flames. Like, that's not even an option. She's like, get into motherfucking war now. You know, whatever that bro Han Law was, or whatever the hell I called it earlier, which did have a lot of cutbacks for women like that was not one of them like you couldn't take four months off to raise your baby like you had to get out on the deck and start shooting sailors immediately but like my biggest concern is did her uterus slip out because they don't even let you jog after like giving birth these days they don't even let you jog yeah they don't let you do anything so that's one legend. Another one that I really loved, and this was actually in the book that you bought me, which, by the way, uh, 
It's actually called yeah. Shout that out. Bad girls throughout history, and the author is Anne Shen S H E N. So thanks, Anne. Thank you, Miss Shen, for inspiring this podcast. So uh, supposedly, again, a legend. Grace went. Grace O'Malley went to visit Baron Houth at his castle. At his castle, Baron Houth <laughs> at his castle. But he turned her away because they were eating dinner. So she retaliated by kidnapping the heir to his fortune. And he, because <laughs> she doesn't fuck around, and he offered her a permanent setting at his table as recompense, which is a tradition that does actually uh, persist to this day. So Howth Castle to this day has like a, a dinner space set aside for Grace O'Malley. Wow. Um, so, yeah, all of those things. The other thing that I love about her, too, like I said, I, I mean, I'm kind of repeating myself, I guess, but that we went from Henry VIII, who was literally just wagging his dick all over town <laughs> and just literally, like, murdering. Like, it wasn't enough. Like, in this day and age, Henry VIII would just ghost, right? He would just be like, I'm not going to get back to you. We're broken up and I found a new wife. But back in the 16th century, like, he felt compelled to just kill everybody he didn't want to fuck anymore. So while he's doing all of that, there's this crazy redheaded firecracker, not but a few hundred miles away, who's just taken prisoners and taking ships and taxing people which is another way of saying murdering them if they don't pay her money uh and just fucking shipwrecked men and that makes me so happy it makes me happy too it makes me so happy there was another one of the other story i didn't write this down but i remember it one of the other stories i really loved so she had three uh three kids by her first husband and her third child which was a boy and i don't remember his name and i don't want to was like a dick he was just like a dick cheese stick. <laughs> so horrible. And the worst. And he apparently like really disrespected her and like hated her because she was a woman. And so at a very young, like at very young in his life, she refused to stop talking to him. Or excuse me, she refused to continue talking to him. But apparently, this is a quote from Wikipedia. She would, she would insult him from time to time. So like, she would occasionally check in as every good mother does to just be like, "You're a piece of shit," and then would just like go back into the coastal mist. Damn, <laughs> and she was not fucking around. No. Um, so there's so many other things that. Uh, that I could say about her and most of them may or may not be true, but she kind of did become this Irish. She has become this Irish hero uh, because she sort of symbolizes all of these things that we think of as being Irish, like very ribald, very rugged, doesn't give a fuck, drinks, fucks, takes no prisoners, you know, like she's has a lot of pride, doesn't give a shit what the English think, will spend her entire life trying to bring the English down. Um, So she just like she has become this like personification of Ireland. So that is the story of Grace O'Malley, Ireland's pirate queen. I love her. I know. So I have some thoughts. Okay, tell me everything. Well, I have Zodiac thoughts. Okay, go for it. Okay, well, my first guess, which I don't actually believe she is this, but it is my first guess because I feel like it has to be. 
purely due to the fact that she's an emotional murderer, my first guess uh-huh. was Scorpio. Oh, interesting. Ooh, you know, that hadn't even crossed my mind. That hadn't even crossed my mind, but I can see it. You know what my first guess was? What? Aries. Well, that's my second guess. <laughs> so she's neither, she's not a Scorpio and not an Aries? Are you ready for this? Yes. I don't, I don't know. Because what do you her, mean? her birth date isn't recorded anywhere. Oh, mother I know. I, didn't I ruined think of that. I know. I ruined okay. it. When I was reading up on her, I was like, Melissa's going to fucking kill me. Listen, I my first thought is emotional murderer, definitely a Scorpio. They You're murder right. everybody in the world and they're <laughs> so were, emotional. You were so right. But my second guess would have been Aries 1000% because yeah. Aries are motherfucking cutthroat and they will throw anybody under the motherfucking bus whenever they feel like it we can't we can only speculate we don't know yeah well but hey let's just break even and say that she was either a sun moon or rising of scorpio and aries absolutely absolutely okay yeah we nailed it yeah totally um i love her i know she's so good she's so good i love that i was the very first time i ever did speed basically that i read about her (laughs) she holds because then like can i just say because then i went on to do that for like three years solid from like 19 to 23 colleen joy mccullough was just high on speed like we called (laughs) we called it ecstasy but it was you know it was something right there with you yeah but we don't do that anymore, kids. For those no. eleven, those eleven-year-olds that are listening to this episode that I that I addressed earlier, um, don't do drugs because no, we're now super- <laughs> we're now working on healing the holes we made in our own brains, right? Uh, and it's a lot of work, so just save yourself the trouble. <laughs> it is a lot just of work, a lot of therapy. Yeah, you so don't don't therapy. do it. So much therapy. <laughs> just don't even don't do drugs, kids. Don't do it. Oh my god. Oh my god, I love all of this. I know. Um so can I teeter into host new best friend sentimental moment? Yes. All right. So I had an epiphany earlier today. Okay. But the epiphany was sparked by my witchcraft séance that I did last night for <laughs> the new moon in Pisces uh-huh. and oh, like god, all what a, what a moon. Like all normal witches, um, myself, and I believe you as well, partook in a little manifestation uh, ritual where where we, uh, we wrote down or, I don't know, I guess deeply thought about all the things we'd like to manifest in life. And then I, I, I also decided to eliminate everything that doesn't serve me by lighting it on fire and watching it burn away. Um, but during this... Sorry. Can what I, I did I did the same thing Good. I, I, I lit I lit pieces of paper on fire and I threw them out of my window okay sorry. I crouched down out front of my front steps and lit a piece of paper on fire after I had gone day drinking on second street for St. Patrick's <laughs> Day for four hours yes. I had to cut into my day drinking and do the witch seance because I knew I couldn't get too drunk and forget <laughs> so yeah I did the same thing but one of like one of the things that I was eliminating and also trying to manifest was this like and this is going to be super depressing but don't don't worry I'm going to climb out of it quick but was this like feeling of 
like never being enough in a sense. So like I'm, I'm eliminating the feeling of like never being enough while also manifesting feeling and believing that I am enough. And so that was like one of the things that was most prominent in my witchcraftry of the Pisces new moon. But then I was like sitting here this morning doing my research on Laverne and like thinking about episode three and thinking about the past two episodes and all the women and then just like reading about Laverne's life and how inspiring she is and like what a role model for just anybody to just like think of somebody that came from like rock bottom and was able to use that trauma to like create power and confidence and become something massive for like the entire world and communities and whatever and then I was like this is every woman that we've done they've all been you know people that maybe typically didn't believe they could be something good Mm -hmm. and then they became something great and so then I was like pondering all these thoughts and then it occurred to me that like when we first started this podcast I thought to myself that we were doing this specifically to uplift other women and within this process and getting to episode three, I've completely recognized that I'm actually doing it for me. Yes. Oh, God, I just started lactating. That was so because <laughs> I because that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. And um, it's so crazy. Can I like can I just like add to that real quickly? Can I piggyback? Yes, piggyback. So I was talking about this to to Jamaica as well and I was talking about the fact that like all of the women we've talked about so far, we're only 3 episodes deep, are women who in their time there are so many people who are like fuck you, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? You're not shit. You're not that like again like kind of what you're like you're not good enough. You're not whatever and are and their whole thing is like I'm not lis- I'm not listening to that. These people don't know what the fuck they're talking about and I'm doing what I want to do and they're inspiring millions of women and millions of people regardless of gender like all over the world. And it's inspire it's I feel like And we can cut this out if we want to, but I also feel like it's not a coincidence that since you and I have started this podcast, I feel like we have just been fucking up everything like in the in a good way in a good way not in a bad way and like like we're just not taking shit from anybody on like a whole new level of not taking shit like going yeah. after what we want booking trips we wanted to book like telling our bosses what we need like just just handling shit in a real way handling shit in a real way because because all of these so many women have done it and do it and continue to do it and if they can do it, like, fuck, like, we can do it. We can fucking do it. Well, and again, it. like, I can't remember the exact quote, which you might know it, but there's that quote that, like, no good girl makes history or something. Yeah, like, well-behaved women don't make history or something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it's it's true. And real. it's true. But it's yeah. not about not being, it's not even about that you're, like, you know, fucking lighting shit on fire and getting throwing in jail and you're well, not well-behaved. But, like, we're supposed to be quiet and passive and accept things as they are and never, you know, fight against it or go mm-hmm. against it. And when you do that, you're considered radical and if there's one thing I've ever been considered in my life it is absolutely radical well and something (laughs) that you said that Laverne said that I loved 
uh, just like she, you, she kind of said it in passing when she was talking about dating men, like and and uh, allegedly I'm threatening or something like that. And I was like, girl, if that's not the story of my life, dating or otherwise, like, and I think that's part of what gets worked into that well behaved, like that um, narrative of well behaved women is like you're not supposed to be threatening. But what is threatening when you're a female? I'm getting way too, girl, I've had a whole bottle of wine. But, like, when you're female, anything you do that is you, like, owning your power can is going to be perceived by someone as threatening. Um, so you're just going to have to deal with it, bitches. Deal with it, motherfuckers, because we ain't stopping now. So the other thing I was thinking, and you can tell me, Melissa, if you think this is a good idea, um... Like, another way to, like, a the last sign-off of every episode is us talking about, like, everyday heroines that, like, made our day or made our week or, like, made us happy in the last week. Whether that's, okay. that could be, like, someone in our life, preferably, but it could also be, like, we read a, a story about this badass woman and we might not do, like, a whole episode on her, but we just want to acknowledge her. Um... But do you I, have like, I, do you have one right now? I do, and it's really easy and really cheesy. You can go first because I'm I have to brainstorm. So mine is you. Oh my god! So I get really bad uh, PMDD. I get really bad premenstrual depression. It's a thing, and uh, I was getting it really bad on Monday or Tuesday of this week. It just like hits out of nowhere. There's nothing that causes it. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's happening. But all of a sudden, I just feel like I'm the most depressed person on planet Earth. And I was riding my bike home from work, and I was just like, I hate everything. I just want to cry. And then Melissa starts texting me about how. Um, Without giving all the details, she's taken the bull by the horns in uh, in her professional life, and also that she's booked this like ten day or two week trip to Bali and Australia to like go to a retreat and heal herself using vaginal witchcraft and whatever <laughs> other things she finds in Bali, and it just like and this is what I love, like this is what I love about you and about Virgos and I think this is why even though I'm an air sign and you're an earth sign like having Mercury as a ruling planet is why we get along is because like we just do shit and we just it's unexpected all of a sudden you'll be like so I'm taking a trip to Bali and I'm like what the fuck like wait, since when when is this happening like I was like have you planned this like for years like did you just decide it and you were like she was like oh no like I've been planning this for like a year but I didn't you know I had to save up my vacation time and I had to this and I had to that and Blah, 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 blah. And I got so, not even saying this as a joke, I got so stoked and amped about the idea that Melissa was going to Bali to like get her life through vaginal witchcraft that like it took away this PMDD that like I've had for like five years that I can never figure out how to treat it. It literally just like evaporated. It usually is like a five hour plus long process. I had it for like 40 minutes and she cured it. And so, so my heroine of the week is Melissa because you literally cured my premenstrual depression. Well, thank you. And I'm so happy I could do that for you. (laughs) Thank you. I think it's great because like I'm trying to brainstorm on the past week and like, to be honest, like not one person has like, is coming to mind. (laughs) I fucking hate everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You all fucking suck. But since you did bring this up, I have to actually 
shoot back at you because I think that like in terms of my entire friend group of women that I know I don't talk to any men because they're like the bane of my existence (laughs) but um for all of the women that I'm close with there other than my sister there isn't one woman in my life at least that's admitted or opened up to me that has like gone through similar childhood trauma as I have Mm-hmm. And so I I feel like we relate to each other in that sense, and I feel like my journey of like internal healing d- wasn't even a factor until you've been on your journey of internal healing. Oh, and so you he- you healing you has helped me heal me, and here we are. Ah, that makes me so happy. I feel so touched by that. And I feel like I'm like grabbing my intentions from my new moon ceremony because I feel like that fits in so perfect. Right? Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's We're, just every single week, it's just going to be us. <laughs> this is why you're the best. We're just we're just the heroines every week on top of all of our other women that we, we uh, discuss. Girl, that's what it's all about. Like, we're, you know, like, we're singing the praises of all of these women who are, they're at least well-known enough that we can Google them, right? But then there are so many scores of women who, like, don't necessarily get that attention, but are, like, just these badass bitches in their everyday life doing what they do. Uh, Yeah. And let's shout, let's shout them out, too. Let's shout them out from the rooftops. Subscribe and review and, uh comment and rate uh thank you for listening to the sisterhood of the bottomless mimosa don't forget um shoot us an email at mimosa sisterhood at gmail.com we will reply in less than three seconds (laughs) because we show ain't gonna do work that's for sure (laughs) um all right until next week we need to sign until next week we're gonna come up with one it'll it'll come Drink, drink some wine and lift up some women. Yeah. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye.